Devastated? Confused? Heartbroken? So many times in life we get thrown for a curve and don't know how to react. I can tell you the person I had sex, how was my marriage going to survive? It's, it's over. I remember standing in front of the judge with my three-week-old baby, looking at my ex. I saw the look on his face and it was complete rage. Welcome to When Life Throws You a Curve and How to Make the Adjustment with your host, Katie Hamilton. Hey everyone, welcome to When Life Throws You a Curve and How to Make the Adjustment. I'm Katie Hamilton. Thank you so much for joining me today. I don't know if this podcast is going to air on time, um, but better late than never, right? Uh, I can tell you, I have been trying to record this for what, two weeks at least, maybe longer. Anyway, thank you guys for your patience. I appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. One of the reasons that I was so nervous when I very started, very, very first started out um, with this series on pursuing unity was one of the things I was concerned about and just like, nervous about internally um, was the, was the fact that knowing what I have happening in my world right now. And, you know, I know I haven't shared much about it, but trust me when I say it is some messed up stuff. It's, it's not good. It's been a very, very trying time for me. Mind-blowing. And I've gone through a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff in my life. So for me to say that it's, it's blown my mind, there have been things about it that have absolutely blown my mind. And, you know, I, I definitely hesitate sharing like what, all of the details are because I think once I, if I just let myself say it, it will be like a floodgate and I probably would say way too much. So I'm practicing restraint, but you know, there, there's going to be a time when I share it. Absolutely. Because, you know, if, if there, are, if there's any other human being that has, had to go through what I'm currently going through. Not to mention things that, you know, like everybody has a, has a, our, our burdens that we carry are the burdens that we bear. Um, no one's life is without um, challenge, you know? I mean, that's just part of this life. But, um, you know, the, the, there's some specific things that if there's other people out there that have encountered them, my heart goes out to you. Absolutely. A million percent. I wouldn't, I just wouldn't think that it would be possible for some of the stuff to exist and be happening, but it is. And I can tell you with full assurance that like, I'm in a season of 
I, I must be. I must be in a season of refining. I'm definitely in a season of persevering, which we're going to talk about today. Um, but I'm like, Lord, okay, if there's anything else that needs to be refined in me, can you just please do it? Just like rip the bandaid off. Like, you know, I mean, I cut my little hand today, but like just rip the bandaid off. Just like, just like get it done. Cause this has been a painful and long and very burdensome journey. And I'm tired. I'm tired. I mentally, emotionally, I mean, even physically, like it's, you know, it's definitely wearing on my physical body and it's been frustrating because the things that I want to give my time and attention to that actually are for good, you know, my kids, um, projects that I have endeavors, my books, like just business deals, so many things, you know, even like time with people, my friendships, you know, more time in the word, um, speaking engagements, this podcast, I'm not able to give as much time and attention that these things deserve because my time, attention, and resources are being taken up with things that should not occupy anyone's time ever, period. So, you know, and I'm a, I am a justice person. You know, I, I love grace and mercy always. I mean, I, y'all have heard me say that, you know, but naturally like just my personality is, I have a, a, just a justice side of me. And, you know, I've, had to be careful that, you know, I'm always seeking justice while operating in grace and mercy. And I don't ever, you know, bend toward revenge. Cause that's not, that's not my burden to carry. Like God, God is the one who, you know, vengeance is his. That's not my, that's not my cross to bear. And so I, you know, I try to operate more fully in grace and mercy and just trust that God, God is the one that's going to bring justice period. I know that he will. I know he's going to act on my behalf and my children's behalf. It's just, I'm in the waiting place. And while we've kind of been in this waiting place, there have been unjust things that have happened. And it's, you know, I don't like that because especially the people that are doing the right thing, you know, and have been doing the right thing and will continue to do the right thing. There should not be injustices brought on the people that have been steadfast, consistent, you know, which has been me and my kids. I mean, my children are just, they're children, you know, they're, I mean, even my oldest, she's, you know, an adult, but she's still a daughter, you know, she's still, um, she's, she's experienced a lot of all of my kids have, um, I mean, I have too, unfortunately, all of us have, um, but she's experienced a lot of, of pain and, you know, that's kind of her story to tell, which we've talked about it on the podcast some, but, you know, she has never really shared in great detail what she's walked and, you know, for me to have seen, you know, what she's gone through, what she continues to go through and what my other kids have endured, from a person or from people who are supposed to be there to protect, 
to um, care for you, to uh, lead, all of those things, like that's, you know, that's hard for me. So when it gets compounded with other injustices that I'm like seeing play out before my very eyes, you know, and thank, thank goodness, thank the Lord, we have a good, I feel like a very good judge on this case. Um, you know, and I think that that's absolutely not even, I think, I know that that's from like, that's God orchestrated, but I'm just ready for the specific things that I'm speaking about that I haven't actually shared. I'm, I'm ready for this to be over, absolutely over. And I want to just cut the dead weight that is what, you know, weighing us down. And that's a broad thing. It's not, you know, a one specific thing. It's, it's a, been a broad burden that's been a long, it's been a long race of endurance, a long marathon. It's been a marathon. I'm ready to just run free. And I can, I, I felt like I can see the finish line. I feel like I've been able to see it. And if I have to crawl over that thing, I'm going to get there. I'm absolutely going to cross it. I have not come this far to just quit. No, that's not happening. I can, that I can, you can take that to the bank. That's not going to happen. Um, okay. So glad I've got that off my chest. I feel better. <laughs> um, thank you for listening. I love this water. I've drank it since since like right when it very first came out, it was so hard for us to find. We live, we're living in North Carolina. I mean, it's been like 10 or 12 years, maybe longer. It's been a long time, but it's, it's good stuff. Okay. All right, y'all. So we're going back to, uh, the P in pursue because I was so nervous when I very first, you know, laid this whole thing out that I left out of like some of the most important aspects of what I was going to share and why, you know, some of the reasons I was nervous to share it, but it's actually good because, um, I think because of the things I've gone through since, even since that time there, the, the perseverance aspect, um, of some of the, in some of the topics that Paul is talking about in these scriptures, um, you know, I've, I've been able to have even more of an up close and personal experience with them. Um, but, you know, I, I said initially, I was concerned about sharing and speaking about unity when there's division in my personal life, because I felt like that's hypocritical or it could be viewed hypocritical, you know, you guys, not all of you. In fact, I would say most all of you don't know, don't really know me well. Um, and for sure, because I just haven't been, I haven't had, I haven't had or haven't taken um, the opportunities to, you know, really until this podcast to just really share, you know, 
exactly who I am and what I'm about. So I know there's a perception out there of me, which I didn't really know that there was. Um, but I have found out that there is. And, you know, that's okay. I'm not going to try to fight that because, you know, I mean, no, like that's just waste of my time. I'm just going to, you know, be me and the people that come along for, you know, some of my journey or, you know, this podcast, um, you all will get to know what's true about me and what is, would be a reasonable estimation, but not rooted in truth. And uh, I've, I've been surprised to hear the exact same thing and same theme with regard to people's estimation of me or perception of me. They're, they, they all say the exact same thing. And I, I found it fascinating. I'm like, oh, okay, well, no, that's no, not nothing actually, but I understand why you may think that, but you know, I don't get upset because it's just, I, I know exactly who I am and identity is such an important thing to me that I'm, my very first book is, um, well, we'll see, we'll see what actually comes out first. Cause I got about seven books I'm working on. Um, but the first one that I have had planned that I was hoping was coming out this fall, uh, is all about identity. And I actually started writing that book when I was married it was probably two or three months before our whole, you know, separation and all of that ridiculousness ensued. Um, and I just haven't been able, I hadn't been able to, to finish it because as I shared, there's all this extracurricular activities that I'm forced to participate in. But you know what? God's timing is perfect. And I, choose to trust him. It's, it's not even about me anyway. You know, I mean, I'm writing this book one to bring glory to him and two, to share with other people because it was such a massive life changing and transformative thing. When God showed me who I was like, who I was born to be, who he created me to be. And I mean, it just, it was so freeing that I didn't think from that day on, I didn't worry about what anybody thought of me, you know, cause I knew exactly who I was and I could continue to just be myself and, you know, the, the person's opinion that was God's like God's opinion was truly the only one that really, really mattered, you know, and if he could look down and be like, oh yeah, that's my girl. I, that's good enough for me. Like, and I know, I know that he loves, I mean, he loves all of his kids and we're all his favorite. I mean, I am no exception. I am, you know, I'm his girl. And I know he looks down at me and I know he is proud to call me his daughter. And that's just a, you know, that's not like, I'm not saying that with arrogance because it's not, it's not because of anything that I've done. It's because of Christ. And because through the lens of the cross, he can see me as righteousness, regardless of anything that I've done, uh, wrong, bad, good, indifferent, you know, he sees me through the lens of Jesus. And that's such a gift. I mean, it's a gift to all of us because every single one of us falls short and, it is only because of the cross that we 
get to step into our positions as sons and daughters and as co-heirs with Jesus and also as uh, a kingdom of priests and rule and reign with him. I mean, that it's just a glorious, glorious thought. So I, I take my position as his daughter seriously and I take it to heart and it's just so, it's so freeing to not, you know, to not have to wonder where I stand with him. Now, granted, like I'm his daughter and a good dad disciplines his kids in love. He does it in love. And, you know, a God is a, he's, he's more than a good dad. He's the perfect, perfect dad. He's the perfect father. And so if I'm out of line, he, you know, he lets me know, but you know, I, I know he's doing that because he does not want me to be anything except the person that he created me to be through like me with Christ and that divine collaboration. Um, so if there's a time that I'm not reflecting his son, you know, that's not what he asked for me. Cause that's not the, that is not, you know, Christ didn't die so that I could half ass it. You know, he died so that I could live in freedom and walk victoriously and fulfill the call that he's put on my life and live my identity as the woman that he's created me to be. And, you know, while I know I haven't fully stepped into that and I absolutely, there's destiny and a plan that he has for me and a promised land that I've not been able to get to yet. But I know that I'm, I'm not gonna veer off the path. I'm going to keep going. And that too is, you know, it's a marathon and it's an endurance, but there's lessons along the way. It's not, you know, none, none of this is going to be wasted. When we go through trials and we go through things that are hard, they're not wasted. God will use them. And if you feel like you've missed out on something, you know, like there's been things that God's told us and promises that he had had, you know, for me, even when I was married, um, things that he had, you know, had for Josh that aren't going to happen in that way. I mean, now we're obviously divorced. Um, there's things I know Josh has missed out on because, well, he's been disobedient, period. Um, and there's things that we miss out on sometimes because we're disobedient or we want to just kind of try it our way or whatever. You know, but if we repent, if we humble ourselves and we, you know, come back to the Lord and say, Hey, Lord, Hey, what, you know, I repent for being rebellious or, you know, for having unforgiveness or having whatever, whatever is the thing. Um, it's not trusting, not being obedient. You know, I want you to just like, I'm going to follow you. And, and we do, and we truly do. God, he'll, if we missed one opportunity, if we are truly, committed to allowing him to be the Lord of our life and, you know, living our lives as a living sacrifice, humble. Uh, what is that verse? Um, holy and acceptable to God, holy and acceptable. You know, he will make a way in a different way. I mean, he's, he's the creator. He's the author. He's a beginning and end. I mean, he's, he's an innovator. We don't have to wonder if he's going to be able to come up with a different way to help us reach our destiny that he planned for us before the world began. You know, I mean, he's 
always doing a new thing. And the things that were put in our way, things from the enemy, things from our own disobedience or whatever it may be, uh, missed opportunities, you know, he, he uses all of that, all of it, all of it for our good. That's one thing that I has never ceased to amaze me is how God uses all things for our good and for his glory. You know, if we are devoted to him, like he, things that I thought would just kill me, like actually just, but I didn't think I was going to live through. I've been like some of the most incredible experiences because of what I've experienced with Christ. And, you know, I've seen him put different pieces together that, you know, I thought were just a complete broken disaster and he puts them back together and puts them in a different way that is far more beautiful and amazing and incredible and good um, than, than we could ever dream. And for sure, absolutely better than anything that we could come up with ourselves. So if you have, if you do feel like you've, you know, just blown it or just missed your chance, if you are truly walking with humility um, and as a living sacrifice, truly just dying to yourself, picking up your cross and following Jesus day in and day out, God will make a way. He Oh, he makes streams in the desert. He, he can make 15 new platforms, 20 new platforms, 100 new platforms. He can take you, you know, he might take you the scenic route, but it will be for your good and it will not be wasted. So I hope that gives you some encouragement um, if you're going through ch tough stuff, challenging times. Um, I mean, I am, I absolutely am, but I can see God's hand working and moving and I know it's not going to be wasted. And even yesterday I had an experience that just, oh, it just like wrecked me in the best possible way. Um, you know, we have, we just have a good dad and, um, he, he cares for us greatly. So I'm resting in that. Um, I, I know God's heart is good. And I've said so many times that we can trust his character and we can trust where his hand is taking us, even if, or where his heart is taking us, even when we can't see, you know, where his hand is leading us, we can trust that it's for our good and for his glory. Um, okay. Back to Paul. So in second Timothy, um, I had talked about that, that Bible verse that, um, was it second Timothy two fifteen? I feel like it was, Oh, I'm in Philippians. Um, anyway, I'll come back to that in a second. I want to, I want to talk about some, I want to talk about this, this perseverance factor. Uh, we started out with, you know, coming from a place of purity and having a pure heart and really, you know, seeking God, and that's the start of being able to be unified and, you know, if we're ever going to attain like some unity in this country, like we have to humble ourselves and truly come back to God. And it starts with our heart and having a pure heart. Um, but 
one of the, oh, so this is what I was going to get at before I went off on that, down that rabbit trail, which I do, and Cash is not here to stop me. Now, granted, the podcast is not going to get in on time, but I don't have a time limit. Um, anyway, I love Cash. He's a, he's a good boy. And he's had a, uh, he's had a challenge uh, with me since, you know, I'm like, I'm going to hopefully do it this day or this day. You know, I mean, he's, bless his heart. He's had to just roll with it. Um, but anyway, oh yes, that Bible verse, be eager to present yourself before God as a perfect and mature minister without shame. Yeah, who one who correctly explains a word of truth that I, I kept hearing, you know, who rightly divides the word of truth. And that's why I was like, well, why is God talking to me about unity if I keep hearing the word division? But it was, he just wants someone that can, you know, be trusted to accurately convey the word of God. And, you know, I, I pray that it's his words in my mouth because me, just Katie, uh, without him is, I didn't go to seminary. Uh, Katie without Jesus is actually a, something I don't want to think about. Um, but anyway, I, I said in that very first session on this topic, I said, I, I'm struggling with, you know, talking about unity when I've got division in my life, it seems hypocritical. So one thing that God showed me that I left out of that very first, you know, podcast. Okay. Paul, number one, for those of you that don't know about Paul, he wrote about, I don't know, a third, at least I think of the new Testament. He was a Jewish man. And before his conversion, before he came to know God, his name was Saul. And he was a very, very passionate Jewish man who actually murdered Christians and was very passionate about it. I mean, patted himself on the back if he, you know, got one of these God-fearing Christians and, you know, killed him. Um, you know, he, no mercy. Okay. He was doing what he felt was what he was supposed to be doing. And, you know, he was on the road to Damascus and God blinded him. Like this bright light came, he fell and he was blinded for a few days. God actually changed his name from Paul or from Saul to Paul. And he said, um, when, when he got hit with this, this light, you know, when God's, um, glory blinded him and it, he had this encounter he said, you know, who are you, Lord? Like, he, he knew, like, even then he knew who was talking to him. But he goes on, okay, so he, he, with the same tenacity that he once killed Christians, he was preaching Jesus. I mean, just full-on gospel-filled, just this he just was so passionate about the gospel of Christ. Um, and I love that. I love that about him. Like I, I'm a very passionate person when I get, you know, fired about something and I get really fired up about it. So I, I love that he, he did not let his past stop him from his future and from what God had called him to do. He had actually murdered Christians. Okay. And now all of a sudden, after he's blind for a few days, he ends up getting his sight back. He's going to go preach Christ. 
and he didn't care what anybody thought. Like, no, that his past absolutely did not stop him. When he got, when he caught the vision, we got his sight back. He caught a vision of the man that God created him to be, and he was going for it. Just freaking, you know, full bore. I was going to say something else, but I won't. Look at that. Um, sorry, y'all. I just, I sounded impressed with myself. That was not lovely. Um, but he talks about this, uh, oh no, I'm not going to go there yet. I'm going to say this other thing. So by the time we get to this verse in second Timothy that I had originally talked about, he, and, and Paul talks about freedom. He talks about, uh, he preaches Christ. He, you know, and the, and the freedom subject is important to me. You know, it's, it's definitely, it, it talks about, you know, not letting the sin in our lives slow us up or entangle us so that we can run the race that God has before us set for before us. And, um, he's actually in a jail cell at the time of him writing this letter to Timothy. Timothy was his protege, um, a, what I would assume is a younger believer, um, at least spiritually. Um, but you know, lover of Jesus and Paul really, you know, he cared very much for this, uh, this guy, Timothy, and he is writing these letters and with, with still with so much passion, with so much heart, with so much excitement for the gospel, um, while he is in chains in a prison cell awaiting his own execution. And to me, I was like, okay, well, if, yeah, there's division in my life. It's not that I want it to be there. You know, that's been something that's been, uh, that I've, I've been chained to that, you know, I, I would love to just cut it and go. Um, but if Paul can preach about freedom and, you know, preach Christ and preach encouragement and hope while he's awaiting his execution and he's in a jail cell, I can preach unity when I, I know there's division happening. You know, I, I don't want that to be there, but it's, it's not my heart. And Paul's heart was for freedom. His heart was for Jesus. His heart was so passionate about bringing the gospel to all the world. Um, and he was not going to let being in a prison cell stop his, his, the call in his life. And even knowing that he was going to be killed for his faith, he counted that like a privilege to be able to suffer with Christ and um, share in, you know, Jesus died for, you know, for us. He, he just counted it a privilege to be able to, to suffer for the gospel of Christ. So that was something that encouraged me. Another thing about Paul that really with this pursuit of unity and, and really just pursuing things that may not, you know, um, seem readily available or, you know, like for me, just wanting to be free from a lot of stuff that I'm, you know, going, 
dealing with knowing that this stuff over here has been I kind of like a thorn in my side because it's prevented me from really pursuing the things that I'm passionate about, the things that I know that God has for me. And, and, and specifically a few in a few ways that I know there's been a call on my life and, you know, I could get, I could get frustrated and just say, you know, forget it like this. It's, it's not because I know, I mean, we don't wrestle. This is a very important. And if you don't hear anything else that I say today, I, I hope that you hear this. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood. We wrestle against the principalities, the powers, the, the dark world. You know, it's basically Satan and the demonic realm. So when I'm in court or when I'm feeling, you know, when I'm having to deal with this, you know, any division, any division, okay, any animosity, frustrations, fights, arguments of any kind with any human being, I always remember that my, my battle is not with that person. It's absolutely not. And, and so when I'm in court and I'm having to, you know, see all this division and I'm like, okay, my battle is not even with Josh. Okay. It's not, um, we, we just, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Our enemy is not another human being. It's with, it's with the dark world and the demonic forces and the devil. And he will do whatever he can to stop us or hinder us or slow us or just be a royal pain in the A. To try to keep us from reaching that promised land. And you know, when I said that there, there's nothing wasted in God's kingdom, you know, we may be in a pit, but there is so much purpose in that, um, in that time, God's purifying us. He's, you know, teaching us patience. He's, uh, preparing us for our promised land. He's, um, maybe having us pursue intimacy with him, what, whatever it is, it's not, you know, it, it is not going to be time wasted. He may just be protecting us from something that would happen if we were, you know, on that trail. Sometimes he just hides us away for, for a time so that he can protect us. Um, and I'm like, I ask for God to hide me in the shelter of, of his wing every day. I mean, I, I want to be, you know, hidden away from the enemy, but you know, sometimes we can't control other people. There's other people in our lives, you know, and they're, they're also battling that same enemy that we are. Um, and there've been promises that God's said to me. Um, like I, I started to talk about this earlier that, you know, haven't happened and they're not going to happen that same way. But again, I'm not worried about that because I know God can just make a new way, but not for one minute do I blame the people there, I mean, if I just took it for face value, yeah, there's people that messed up royally, you know, and deceived and just, mm. but I know that the enemy, the real enemy that we're all facing was also battling them. And they just weren't able to see the truth. They couldn't see the forest with the trees and they just couldn't, you know, and I mean, I, I know that there's been times I've been guilty of that. 
but once God showed me, you know, really revealed truth. And when I got a, a good handle on who is the, who is the real enemy here, I've never lost that revelation. Um, so again, it can be very frustrating knowing that there's people participating that are willing participants that I feel like some of them, some of them should know better, you know, but I know that there's purpose in it. I know that God is either purifying me. He's protecting me from something. He's getting me ready in, in preparation. Um, probably all of those things for the promised land that he has for me and the plan that he has for me. And my job is, is not to quit. So another thing Paul talks about is running this race. So in Philippians, he says, um, I admit, and also I'm reading from the Passion Translation, I admit that I haven't yet acquired the absolute fullness that I'm pursuing, but I run with passion into his abundance so that I may reach the purpose that Jesus Christ has called me to fulfill and wants me to discover. I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this, However, I do have one compelling focus. I forget all of the past as I fasten my heart to the future instead. I run straight for the divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal and gaining the victory prize through the anointing of Jesus. So that's in Philippians. When we get to, when we get to Timothy, he's, he, um, he's in prison he's still talking about that victory prize. Not only is he not worried about death and, you know, considers it a, a, an honor to, you know, to share in the sufferings of Jesus and to suffer for the gospel. He is, and, and he's not focused on his past. No, nope. he's focused on the promise. He's focused on Jesus and he is awaiting a victory prize at the end of his life. He is going to be crowned, by the father for the um for fulfilling the call that was put on his on his life and so i love that he has that hope even you know even when he's facing death he still has the hope of jesus and i i mean there is always hope when when we have jesus the believers never we're not doom and gloom we can't be because we know that our eternity is secure and we are going to spend eternity with God. I mean, that's, that is a good promise. So I know this life at times is really freaking hard, but you know, I've got to make the most of it while I'm here because it's short and it, before I know it, it's, you know, it's, it's going to be time for me to go home. I'm, I'm not at home here on this earth. So I have to make the most of it. And that was something that the Lord showed me like with this podcast, he said the you know, the redeemed of the Lord say so. And I have no idea who I may reach with this, you know, baby podcast that it is, but I'm going to be obedient and I'm going to say what is the truth. And I'm going to trust the Holy Spirit to deliver the message and, you know, use it for whatever he wants to use it for. Cause this is definitely not about me. Um, so at the end of Paul's life or when he's in prison, something that he said that I just kind of finishes the, that, um, 
the thought uh, and that's been so encouraging to me with regard to the the race he says this i have fought an excellent fight i have finished my full course and i have kept my heart full of faith there's a crown of righteousness waiting in heaven for me and i know the lord will reward me on the day of his righteous judgment and this crown is not only waiting for me but for all who love and long for his unveiling so as he's sitting in this prison cell, um, I mean, I'm just, I'll read this last little, little bit. Uh, as you read second Timothy, try to picture Paul sitting in a prison cell. He misses his wonderful disciple, Timothy picture, Timothy reading this letter with a longing deep within to hear, hear, um, these final words from his spiritual dad, their love is deep. Their commitment to the gospel is powerful and their desire to see the world reached with the love of Christ is real. Um, and then it goes on to talk about um, Paul waiting his execution and his final words. So for me, knowing that Paul is there and he can say, he can look at his life, regardless of his past, you know, pre-Damascus uh, Road encounter with God and, you know, his old life, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't even think about that. He is so focused on bringing the gospel of Jesus to the world that he can't be slowed down by that. And at the end of his life, he says, you know, I have fought the good fight. I finished the race. I finished my, my, my race or my course or, um, in this version, it says my full course. And another version, it says, I, I fought the good fight. I finished the, the race. I kept the faith. Um, and that's, you know, like that is what, I, I want for my life and I want that for my children. And we have to persevere with whatever it is, whatever it is that we're pursuing. Hopefully we're pursuing, you know, the things that are on God's heart and, you know, absolutely America needs to, needs to pursue, pursue unity, but it does start with having a pure, a pure heart and coming back to God and humbling ourselves. We have to walk humbly. And, you know, absolutely the enemy is gonna do his thing, you know, but just like he cannot slow us down to the point where we just stop. You know, God's gonna use the things that, that have been hard. He's gonna use the things that have been challenging but do not lose heart run your race run with endurance and cross that finish line and get your crown because god has that for you he has a promised land for you he has oh so so much goodness for you as he reveals himself to you um, on, on this journey, on this journey of life, because we're not living for today. We're living for eternity and like, just don't, let's just don't lose, don't lose. I can talk. We can't lose focus in 2020, like the year of vision, you know, let's focus on what is on the heart of God and let him refine our focus and finish our course. Don't let the enemy ever have 
that victory. Like, no, no, sir. And probably as in most definitely, I'm going to be making you pay for messing with my family. Mm -hmm. That's what's going to happen because I'm going to love people more. I'm going to go harder for God's kingdom and I'm going to finish that race. If I have to crawl over the finish line, it's happening. So that concludes the P and pursue. Uh, hopefully next week, I dare don't want to promise that I'll be here next week, but you know, of course that's the plan. Uh, we will start to tackle the U and thank you guys for your patience with me. I am so appreciative and grateful. I love, love, love hearing from y'all. You've no idea what an encouragement, um, you guys are to me. So just know that I'm extremely grateful and I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. Stay safe, stay healthy. <sighs> All right. Y'all have a great week. I'll see you later. Come find me on social media on Instagram and Twitter at Katie Hamilton 32 on Facebook at Katie Hamilton and at when life throws you a curve 32 and on YouTube at Katie Hamilton. The content provided here was supplied by a third party for display on our platform. The content is not owned or created by Real News PR. The views and opinions are those of the creator.